0: See brown in your face.
1: Have you brown. heard of everything at once? Do you know about everything at One, once? Two
0: Internationally known yeah. Aliens yeah. listen to it yeah. It's the best It's a
2: regular podcast Or daily news So stay in tune It's everything at once The place for you Various interviews Of different perspectives From the eerie collective To deliver a message Yeah Whether a rapper Or an event planner Baller, photographer Poet or freestyle dancer It's here Forget the politics That's on the FM Tony and Dave You already know Where to catch him. So much going on In the EPS Everything at once will keep you up to date. Amazing guests. What you doing, come through and hang with Tony and Game. Community driven. Bringing everything at once from around the way. Everything at once from around the
0: way. Hey. Please listen.
1: We love you. (laughs) Everything at once.
0: We are so excited to bring another amazing episode of Everything at Once to you today, folks. We want to start off this broadcast with a special thanks to our Patreon producers Brian G., Josh W., Ian D., Nick G.,
1: and Sadie M. Patreon is an awesome way to support the show and say thanks. You can become a Patreon supporter by clicking the link below and choosing
0: to be an intern, assistant, or producer-level supporter. That's right. For the low cost of $5, you can become an intern-level supporter. We also want to shout out all the local businesses that sponsored this episode. These businesses get the everything at once stamp of approval and are critical members of the everything at once community. We couldn't do it without them. We would first like to thank AFB Services. Much like this show, they do a little bit of everything, everything at once. once. <laughs> AFB
1: Services specializes in landscape and property maintenance needs. This means they can take care of all your lawn care needs, everything from reseeding yards, flower bed cleanout, tree work, edging, and other miscellaneous maintenance
0: needs. Check out their website at afbservicesllc.com or give Aaron a call at 814 814- five two eight seven four six four
1: give them a call we would also like to thank friends of the show cauldron and thorn cauldron and thorn is the world's largest witchcraft store offering a conglomerate of crystals books ceremonial supplies incense herbs and oracle and tarot cards and self-care items. It's
0: a real grocery store for the soul, located just west of the Colony Plaza on West A Street. Cauldron and Thorn is open seven days a week or 24 hours online at cauldronandthorn.com. We would like to welcome
1: our second new sponsor, Solid State Construction.
0: Solid State takes pride in all home remodeling projects. That's correct, Dave. Solid State specializes in bathroom remodeling, kitchen renovations, window and door installations, custom design work, and more, including painting, flooring, drywall, siding, and decks. Get a free quote today by calling Nick at 814-397-7854. Solid people, solid product, solid state construction. And we also want to thank our latest sponsor, Tommy's Automotive. Tommy's Automotive can take care of everything car-related. Tommy's Automotive is a reliable, trustworthy service provider. That's right. Tommy's Automotive can take care of brakes, exhaust, fluid changes, spark plugs, and all other maintenance needs. Tommy's Automotive also does fluid film undercoating. Book your appointment today. Call Tommy at 814-384-8088. Fresh out of the studio and into Everything at Once Studios, Tyler Smilo of Smilo and the Ghost.
1: He is an incredible artist with an incredible story and a great personal friend of ours and he came by today to talk about this awesome new album they're they're recording that couldn't have been possible without you
0: wonderful people out there some might even say that this podcast may never have existed without the old sink swimmer fly podcast hosted by uh tyler smilo and yours truly so we owe him a great debt of gratitude we're so happy he came to hang out with us even though he's way more famous than either of us ever will be or uh ever can be maybe uh well this guy's the limit we're going for it
1: here keeping the fingers crossed but as of right now there's a certain trajectory that tyler smilo and smilo and
0: the ghost are on and it's looking pretty promising and we're very fortunate to have him on today we're super excited about it we hope you guys enjoy this episode as much as we did Welcome to the Everything at Once Studios, Tyler Smilo. Hey, hey welcome. Fresh out of Suma recording studio. Yeah, for sure. Hell yeah. We're happy to have you here. It's Last good to hour. have you back in the crib hanging out and chilling. I've been D-
2: excited. Uh, I've been excited about this all week. Fuck yeah. It's been a while since you've been podcasting. Can I turn my headphones down a little bit? Yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah, it's been a while, dude. There's been a lot of cool stuff going on, too. And I know we talked about doing uh, more podcasts together. But we figured, uh, wait till something cool's going on, you know. Yeah, absolutely.
0: We've been I've been wanting to get you back in here too, just to get you back over here and be kicking it for a little bit. You know what I'm saying?
2: I just love to see how like uh, in the last several months, like I'm like, there's Tony on TikTok, there's Tony on Instagram, there's Tony on Facebook. Every time I turn my phone on, it's like Tony's got some <laughs> shit cooking up.
0: Dude, we're trying to stay real active on it. That's like our whole. That's like the whole means of like reaching people. It feels like at least on this platform and stuff, you can go out and like play music and do shit. I can't really like podcast. Yeah, well, 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 not not yet anyway. I don't think anybody'd be happy enough to come or (laughs) cool enough to come see us. Yeah, we could try it.
1: Yeah, I think we might be a live thing. We might be a
0: little more popular than you think.
2: Maybe. Yeah, they might show up. I think. I think uh, keep doing all the different like the sweet variety of guests and stuff too. You start. You know, people people start hearing the name and like Recognize associating it. with yeah. you guys and mm-hmm. and yeah, no. entertainment.
0: Yeah, it's all just part of the process, man. It's growing pains. You're fucking going crazy on social media too, dude.
2: Yeah, well, it's interesting, like to see you do it. And we talk, you know, we talk a lot about what we're doing and how we're doing it, and have been kind of helping each other creatively. And it is it's interesting because it is something that I've never uh, put a lot of effort into. Right. But, like what I'm finding out is just like. Just kind of all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like check out this picture. We're doing this. We're doing that. And really with Ghost lately, there's so much going on that like every couple hours you could be on there talking about stuff. And Facebook, I think it's like this crazy algorithm thing with them. Like they want people on there as much as possible. So they reward you. Like you're doing, like I'll get these posts from them or these messages from Facebook. They're like, "You're doing so good. Why don't you? Uh, why don't you make a couple more posts and we'll show this amount of people." So, Ooh. so they encourage you to just kind of be on there all the time. They really do.
1: I know that I just recently got offered a uh, top fan badge for Smilo and the Ghost. Oh, yeah. So yeah, so, uh, nice. You know, uh, that did pop
0: up in my uh, notifications the other yeah. day. I'm getting a lot of messages about. People wanting to me to wear their clothing and stuff like that and do, and for Austin to be an influencer. Yeah, you think it's spam? No, dude, it's or yeah, it's absolutely <laughs> spam, dude. One hundred percent. No, I mean, it's dude. real thing. They're gonna send me all sorts of gear and like it's gonna be free, dude. I get those from time to I'm, time. I'm dude. gonna get 10, 10 bucks for every picture I share, dude.
1: That's I got I got one uh from Instagram after on Instagram after the last episode we posted and it was like we think you would be the perfect model for our clothes. And it was some, like, super goth, you know, like, clothing brand. I, was, yeah. I don't think I've ever worn clothes like that, you know. That That's definitely
0: totally your easy. style, Dave. Yeah. Got to give the people what they want. And show, and them the, show, them the, <laughs> show them those nips, you know. Yeah. yeah. Pop that top off. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but it's definitely rewarding, too. I find myself getting addicted to it. I'm yeah. like, oh, how, how many likes did I get this time? How big is my reach? How big is my, my reactions? All this stuff. It's, I think it's by design, right? Oh, yeah, dude. They want you to do We're not doing only ones. They, they definitely want you to go on there and continue to stay on there. You get these little, little rewards, these little pictures of like presents and stuff they send me mm. when I get over 1,000 <laughs> whatever's views on my, on my reel or something. Yeah. It's crazy.
2: It is, uh, it's, it's interesting, though, because, I mean, that's obviously the place – to do that type of thing anymore is like all social media Mm -hmm. and like i remember when i first started doing shows back in ohio way way back in the day you'd have a poster you'd be literally handing out flyers you'd be telling everybody you saw in person it was like it was really hard to get people to come right and now especially with like ghost getting kind of like a diehard diehard little fan base going Um, Yeah, you can make a post, make a little video about it, and you can ensure that you get people to come out and support you live. So it is like a a, – it's like good versus evil, right? Mm -hmm. And I think uh, you hear a lot – I hear a lot and think badly about the negative of social media and stuff. But it is kind of cool that you can be like, hey, we're in Washington, D.C. in like three weeks. And then people showing up in D.C. like, we're big fans. You didn't know about us. We follow you on Facebook.
0: Oh, that's Um, so cool. I I mean, you've been hitting Virginia heavy.
2: Yeah, so that was super cool. We just did a – right before we did their studio, we did a a little run. We played at this – in Tryron, North Carolina. We played at this theater there. That was the theater place? Yeah, it was. That place looked fucking cool. Dude, it was beautiful, and um, there was actually a few people from Erie that, like, knew us from this area. Um, And then there was people that – you know, this this place is kind of like – Every year they do they do concerts at this place, so people are kind of like going to all of them anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've had some pretty big artists. I think Billy Strings did it uh, a few years back. You know, obviously before he fucking mega blew, blew, up. Up. blew yeah. up. Yeah. Um, but people kind of prepared for it, like they uh, were familiar, familiarized with uh, themselves with the songs and and so that was really awesome. It was this little theater, and we probably had about a hundred people, and they were super amazing and just like listened the whole time. Um, and then we played in Hampton, Virginia the next night and that was cool too, man. Uh, what was that place called? Oh, a Vanguard Brewing Company. Super cool. There was this dude, Cody Christians who opened up. He's from like Richmond, Virginia. Mm -hmm. Um, he's been kind of getting popular. He's super fucking good. He like, dude, he was like a super big, he's a big dude. He's like six two, like kind of formed, you know? Mm -hmm. So like Tony. Yeah, just yeah. like me, and just had like he had this whole like uh, like Chris Stapleton vibe to him. Okay, he cool. was a
0: very beautiful man. Chris Stapleton's the guy who sang the national anthem, yeah. right? Yeah, he's oh, just dude, this big he so beautiful, he's dude. Like a big monster
2: of a man, right? I love it. Very beautiful. Uh, and then the Leesburg, Virginia, one that we played—it was our third stop. On it was just like a three-three night tour. Um, we had people, all these different tables. Like we saw you at the Purple Fiddle. Because, uh, you know, it's like two or three hours from Thomas, West Virginia. We've been playing at the Purple Fiddle. It's pretty legendary. And, and then, like, you know, this other table came up and like, hey, we saw you at the fiddle. And I was like, do you know that other table? And they're like, no, we don't know who they are. And we had like three or four big groups that had all seen us at the fiddle. Um, and then we had about 50 or 60 people come uh, from a house concert that we had done in Arlington, Virginia, this lady named Newton Chada. She actually works for the Pentagon. Remember me telling yeah, you about that? Yeah, I
0: remember that. That was back when you were still
2: yeah, living in the crib. She does like doc uh, documentaries for the Pentagon, so hmm. she'll go all over the world documenting stuff. And I think they're just like um, informational, educational things that she does for the government. Cool. Um, but they're super in art and music, and I was able to do uh, a show with them last May. And then Ghost went back again, I think, over the winter, and super intimate and chill. Um, and then, yeah, when we were in Leesburg, she brought a huge fucking crowd of people. But it was crazy to be Hell yeah. five or six hours, six or seven maybe, hours from home, and just seeing people singing the words. Um, I think we all kind of had like a, like, wow, this is, like there's something actually happening.
0: Yeah, know? I mean, you guys are definitely moving up to like the next level of International
2: international <laughs> folk punk music <laughs> I think it you know definitely so we're going beyond local and we're gaining a, a regional following mm-hmm. but it's it's really cool because we're, we're hitting like a lot of New York a lot of Pennsylvania obviously a lot of Ohio and a lot of as of recently Virginia and no matter where we go now there's like people that are super fucking into it that's oh, so yeah. cool um and i think they're making they're making like a real emotional connection to the music and I'm, i've been pretty open with with what a lot of it's about and so many people a sort of guy that's like you know my my son died from a heroin overdose or or my girlfriend's into it or we've had people like you know my son committed suicide and i Find relief listening to this, or he liked it. There's like been a lot of that stuff. So it's like all these people that are getting really into it, they're, they have a pretty deep emotional connection and they're willing to drive several hours to hear it. I, th-
1: I think that, uh, you know, even though you saw it all over the news and, you know, maybe the three of us have a uh, connection with it more immediate than other people yeah. that opioid epidemic like it was so far reaching you know it's still not over but like when it was at its peak in like the mid 2010s there really weren't too many people that weren't affected
0: by it
2: i think even now it's i i think now it's worse than it's ever been
0: with fentanyl and stuff just I knocking people down
2: it's become the number one killer from like what like 18, 18 to 43 that sounds about right and it's killed like it's killing like a hundred thousand people a year that's wild which i don't think you know, and maybe back in 2010 there were more people doing heroin, but I think that fentanyl is just so much more potent that maybe right. now it's killing more people. But then more people were actually doing heroin. You know, plus
0: you mean? had like oxys back then too. Yeah, you know what I mean, which were a little bit more standardized than the like, you you were mixed bag of whatever the fuck you could be getting these days.
2: Yeah, like like if you could do three oxy forties, you could do them, and you knew you could do them. Mm-hmm. Now you get one bag of dope and you die. And maybe yesterday you could do ten bags of dope,
1: right? And it's and it's it's a, a culturally significant event that's on the scale of like like a war, you know, like a like yeah. a Vietnam something of that nature. With how many people are being affected, you know, so like the the your music just touching that many people, I guess it kind of makes sense just with like the blueprint
0: of like what America's been over the last, like, decade or two. Yeah. Right. And I think that, like, your songwriting has really kind of stepped up, too, with this latest album.
2: Yeah, it's interesting. Um, It's like I've been flying by the seat of my pants for the last several months. Like, there's been several weeks, if not most, that I'm working six days a week in the morning in a kitchen, and I'm still traveling and doing three shows a week, and I'm still having Elliot three days a week, my son, and... So, if you can imagine, there's, like, very little time to write. Yeah. But, like, any time that I go to write, it's, like, awesome shit's happening. So, I can't imagine, you know, if if we keep getting, keep growing and the money keeps coming in and I'm able to kind of do that full time. And, like, literally, like, what do I have to do the next three days? Like, Monday through Wednesday? Like, I have to work on songs. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine what's going to come from that. If, like, you know, right now I've got two hours to work on something
0: right i hope it's good that sounds like an interesting quandary of like (laughs) quantity versus quality Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like right now you get two hours but you pump out some fucking sick shit whereas if you're sitting for like maybe six hours working on one thing it may not be as good you know what i mean because i feel like when you're inspired and you have stuff to write um it's a little bit different than just like sitting down and and going for it maybe i mean that's just how i imagine it like what what do you think about that
2: well so it used to be i didn't do anything but play guitar and do drugs Mm -hmm. and like it it was weird like you think with that formula you'd be getting so much done (laughs) (laughs) but like i didn't actually get that much done right (laughs) like i like i put in my you know, 40,000, 40,000 hours of like singing and playing guitar. But like I, I did wasn't making records. Right. Or, or like I would make them like when I got clean. Um, but, but now it, it it's not so, so in the past it was, I'd sit down and I'd write a song in like an hour or two from start to finish. And I wouldn't really fine tooth comb it. Like, I'd be like, I got another one. Cool. Let's keep going. Right. Um, now it's like, you know, with voice recorder, it's like, oh, I have a couple of cool lines, and, like, I'll get back to it next time I have the time. And then I keep develop, developing it. Um, and I think in that way it's kind of cool, too, because you can go over it with a fine-tooth comb. Like, you're thinking about it. Or, like, at work, like, you know, working in the kitchen, doing a lot of prep in the morning. I can kind of listen to what I was recording. and oh, and, and I really listen more than I'm, like, sitting at a guitar. So that in that in a sense that's like a lot of practice for me too. I'll just kind of listen over and over, and I'm like, oh, I should say this. So then I'll get on my notepad on the phone too while I'm working on the clock. They're always busting my balls about my phone. Sure. I'm like, I'm doing two jobs right here. Come on, <laughs> trying um, to get famous here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, sign, <laughs> sign an autograph. You might want to hold on to that. All this bitching you're doing, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah. So I, I get to. You know use my phone a lot it with with like with words and like melodies and like you're kind of forming something over the course of a couple of months and you're not actually sitting at the guitar all day long cool yeah
0: so the process is definitely sounds like it's gotten a little bit more refined and you're uh not settling for something that's done in an hour anymore you're really putting a lot more time over a longer period of time into yeah. each song individually to make sure that they really speak to people
2: yeah yeah and and so with this record it was cool too because there there was several songs that we've had and we even did on that pack a live album um if you're not familiar check it out on youtube yeah or, go or check YouTube it out in uh, spotify but so we do have recordings of some of these um but we we didn't and we've been playing them in the live set and a lot of them have become like staples in the live set but we we didn't have like a real nice studio version, so I think four or five are like that, and we did thirteen tracks, and there is you know one of the songs is an older song uh, that I had been that I was doing years ago, and we kind of did like a ghost twist on it, um, and then there are several that are completely brand new, um, that like nobody's really heard yet, Ooh. but it was a cool mix. Yeah. And, and we did the ones we we tracked the ones that we were more comfortable with first and they kind of flew by and then we you know there was many times I think when you were there doing pictures we were kind of like stopping like oh we should do this we should do that and we're literally writing all in isolation booths yeah. looking at each other through glass.
0: Speaking through headphones.
2: <laughs> and the fucking, the engineers, like, I could, he had this look in his face, like, you guys are paying a $1,000 a day and you're having band practice right now as I'm recording. <laughs> and then talking about other ideas afterwards. Like,
0: yo, we could get a string quartet in here for another couple hundred bucks. And, like, speaking of the money the amount of money that you guys raised was absolutely mind-boggling to see dude i'm so happy for you that like yeah. so many people love and support what you're doing to like and how fast oh my god yeah. how quickly yeah. you were able to raise that money too just incredible i watched it the whole time like every every like couple of days i would log, i would i would see one of your posts and i check on there and see how much you went up and i was like oh my god this is it was just so cool to watch and to see, you know, we've yeah. got a, a vinyl album and I'm super excited for it. It'll be my first ever vinyl album. Open. Selinda has yeah. a couple and a record player upstairs, but I'm, I'm super pumped about it, dude. And I'm so yeah. ha- happy for you. That must've been like an incredible feeling to see that kind of support for your music.
2: Yeah. So when we were, um, when I was putting together the Indiegogo, I think initially I was going to ask for 10 grand and I was like really doubtful about the results of it. Um, because it's one thing people come out, people are supportive. It's another thing that people, to pay $1,200 for you to come play at their backyard barbecue or to like right. $500 to be listed as a producer. You know, I was thinking like, who's going to do this? And and then like last minute, I was like genuinely like, you know what? 10 grand's not going to cover what we want to do. I'm going to bump it up to 12 um, and hope, hope for the best. And within like five days, we had to hit 12 grand. And then over the this last couple of weeks, we raised a, a few more thousand. But yeah, I <laughs> I had it set up so my email would ding <laughs> every time somebody oh, donated. Shit. Yeah. And like that first week, it was just like ding, ding, ding. Yeah, I was dude, I was pumped, dude. I was on cloud nine. Yeah. You but... know, and and it was only because of those people that we were able to do what we were doing. That's a lot of money, man. Oh, it's a yeah. ton of money. Yeah. Like, and we we and it, it, it was it's not like. A, like somebody had said to me, like, "Oh, you guys will be able to get a vehicle too," and I'm like, "No, man. We're like, like, we did fifty hours of tracking. You're looking at a hundred dollars an hour. That's that's five k, mm-hmm. right? And then we just set up an additional day for ten hours. That's another g. And then producing vinyls can be anywhere from two to three grand on a minimum order. Mm-hmm. So like." you know there it's it's like i can see how fast you can spend when you hear like a band spent 50,000 dollars in the studio and you think that's crazy i can totally see it yeah you know we, I, we went in there fairly prepared and even still kind of tracked live like we were all in isolation booths so like any one of us could could re-record our parts later cuz we weren't like married in sound you know what i mean but we still even tracked live and were able to burn through stuff quickly
0: and you guys were kicking ass too when i was in there like you guys were like it was really I didn't want to interfere at all, you know, because I knew like obviously I'm here to take pictures, but like the primary focus for you guys is to record this album, and you guys were like so locked into that and so focused on that and just like burning through I mean you recorded thirteen songs, yeah, and so that's like two songs a day
2: yeah we were we were hustling uh, and we so I think there's a couple that are pretty much complete, um but like we so the first three days we were recording the songs, like the bones of the songs, like everybody playing together, getting a solid take that was in time. Everybody's in tune. We're happy with what we have. Um, And then after that, it's like, hey, we should add ooze to this part or like let's get Adam on some harmonies or let's do a violin part here. And so then you're just building out the tracks. Um, And so the, the last two days we were up there was like we were doing that.
0: Yeah, and yeah. the production production value is such a big thing, too. I mean, I appreciate a lot of, like, simplicity in songs, and I think a lot of your music is kind of like that, and I think folk music is kind of simple in its nature, yeah. but, like, being able to add all of the, you know... Um, the
2: proper fixings.
0: The proper fixings <laughs> to really, like, make it, like, stand out and be special yeah. and be amazing yeah. and really, like, upgrade that musical quality and in, upgrade the experience of the listener who's, you know paying for these uh these cds and to listen to this music
1: i feel like sometimes you know even if it is like that that you know raw acoustic you know crisp sound like there's so much that goes into it to make it sound like it's just like yeah you know raw and bare to the bone and a lot of it's like subtle
2: too um
0: like a little track of ooze can really like make a a song so much more powerful
2: and adam so i'm pretty i'm i'm the most abrasive and aggressive in the band and like just fucking wailing away. (laughs) Um, and, And Adam, Jason and Dom, they're all, you know, much more trained at music than I am. And they all, you know, some of the stuff that I hear on the record, like I haven't heard them, live because i'm playing and singing and like i know it sounds good i know it sounds great but like like we're in the studio and i'm like damn i'm loving that banjo part and dom's like yeah, that's what i've been playing <laughs> the on that, whole time th- like for a year but you don't hear it and i just i really understood how good those guys were in that moment because they're so fucking talented and they're doing you know a lot of times it's super tasteful and they're doing everything to kind of back up the song and uh yeah that really came to, to light every time we record but this time specifically because it is those like really subtle that little trickle on the mandolin like like behind the right vocal line that i might not realize live or something but you hear it on a record you're like ooh, that's tasty mm-hmm. yeah, you know
0: what i mean mm-hmm. <laughs> you are pros dude it's, it's those fine touches you know and that just shows like how good everybody is that's i mean you guys have been at this for like what
2: seven years seven years yeah. And it, with, with COVID in the middle, that was kind of like a mindfuck. Right. You know, it's it's interesting. And we might have talked about this last time I was here. Um, I think we did. It's like, you know, being clean, going on five years, and like being on my second half of my 30s. <laughs> you know, it's like some people would probably at that point be like it's time to have the wife it's time to have the kids like you know the days are over my fucking hair is falling out blah 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 but like for us you know i i was out of the picture for like almost two years so out of that seven years like i was in and out of treatment and we weren't doing much and then COVID happened and nobody was doing shit so you can almost account like four of those years as like nothingness Mm -hmm. so in a lot of ways this is the very first time that we've ever been given a hell um and, yeah, it, it, and when, you know, those guys aren't all crazy on drugs. No. Nah. No, and Dom, the banjo player, he's been in recovery, too, going on three years, I believe. Um, and I used to know him when he, when he was partying. He was a fucking nightmare, too. <laughs> that banjo was never in tune. Yeah. He'd always be like, let's jam. And I'd be like, dude, I think you're more fucked up than I am. That ain't going to work out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the stars have aligned in a way that, um, you know, that clarity that you get in recovery and not using – Um, that, that goes in every area of your life. And even with music, it's like, you know, you're hearing things different. You're completely present. It's not always amazing. Like there was something about smoking a joint and playing guitar. Like I might not have got a lot done. Like I was talking about earlier, like I did a lot of drugs and played a lot of guitar and like in the moment it felt so good. Right. But like, what was I doing? Was I doing show? Was I, what was I getting out of it besides maybe some practice? Um, but like, yeah, being sober all the time, music isn't amazing all the time. Sometimes like you, there's so many times I play shows and I'm like, man, you know, like I wish I was in bed, like watching the office or something, you know, <laughs> <laughs> right. right. but drugs would like Make that okay? Yeah, but you, maybe you would be sloppy or, like, not att- you know paying attention to what was happening. There is something to be said about being sober at all times. You guys I, know about that. Yeah, oh, yeah, I, yeah. I,
0: you seem like you're a lot sharper lately. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, since I've known you, I've got to watch, like, your progression and shit. And you developing in, like as, like, a musician, as a human being, all that stuff, and you really seem like you have it together right now, like, mentally, like, your brain is, like, firing on all cylinders, like, and I think you can really tell from like the time that I've known you because I I mean it's just an incredible transformation and like your work and the emphasis that you're putting on everything just really shows to me that like you're you're completely I don't want to say you're completely recovered but like your brain (laughs) has recovered you know what I mean it's not surrounded in and it goes to your songwriting too it's a credit to your songwriting your sobriety and the way that you're you're able to you know, maximize your cognitive potential and use all those abilities to, you know, write these amazing songs and to be on top of, you know, work and Elliot and music and everything else that you got going on in your world right now.
2: Yeah. It, and li- to be honest, you know, living with you, like I lived in that recovery home. So I, so I went to inpatient rehab and then I lived at the, th- the, the, the halfway house, started working again and stuff. And then went to that three quarter house. I did like a step down and then I lived with you for a couple of years and you're a recovering addict Mm -hmm. and like you had your, you have your shit together. You know, you got a house and and the dog and the tree house in the back and it was a recording studio in the basement. It was like a really good place for me to be. Um, and I just kind of, for the first time, I think I accepted, I don't really know shit, which I could never accept before. Right. And just kind of watch how other people did things, um, and yeah, as of lately, it's like really coming together. And I think a lot of that is just not using drugs, yeah. and and trying to be better every day. And like when you do a shitty thing, uh, you try to make up for it like immediately. And that and dude, and if if and if you live your life like that everything gets infinitely better like the music your relationships your relationship at work your relationship with your friends your relationship with your kid and it's like not perfect all the time but it is crazy it, it's it's transfer it's transform uh formative
0: yeah yeah
1: transformational for sure dude. I, I don't think it can be understated how inspirational it is yeah. you know what i'm saying like from what i see like by like you know just just the growth and and uh the things you've been able to accomplish is just incredible like i remember the first time i ever met you was before you were in recovery so just like the person i'm it was only once it was randomly on the west side of town you're i think you were living with johnny Oh, yeah. Or, or if yeah. you weren't living there, you were just hanging out there or whatever. <laughs> squatting. Yeah. yeah, squatting or whatever. But from, like, that point to now, it's just, like, such an incredible, inspirational trajectory. It's awesome. I'm not, It's yeah. not a question. I'm just telling you. It's yeah. fucking
0: awesome what you're doing. Well, be- being around guys like you, yeah, you know, changed my life. We, we do our best to keep the doors open <laughs> for anybody else that wants to walk through them <laughs> around here for sure. That's yeah, it's, it's fucking awesome, man. Yeah. Uh, so you got a bunch of shows lined up, you're traveling yeah. around, you going
2: to Washington, D.C., you're going out to Boston. Yeah. It's going to be wild. Yeah, so that, that's another thing I think I was talking about a little bit earlier, but it's just kind of amazing. So, you know, we, we've been doing the Virginia stuff. Um, a lot of the stuff that Ghost has done over the years has been like off the beaten trail. You know you might show up to this brewery it's not really like a huge destination spot that all the bands play but like we're setting up on the patio and like we're gonna win some fans hell yeah we've done a lot of that over the years Mm -hmm. just recently we're like you know like this boston show um i forget the name of the venue i could look it up but uh it's like it's like a premier place to play like we're not just going to Boston to go to Boston. Like we're gonna play. We're like fucking legit ass bands. Play.
0: Um, it's nice to have. Like I remember you talking about this too when you were living at the house. That like a, a lot of the bar shows and stuff like that around here are they're not really there to see you guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're talking. They're carrying on. They're having their own time. They got some music in the background. They don't really care too much.
2: You're like you're providing like an atmosphere for people, mm-hmm. right?
0: And now you are like the focal point of these people's events like going out and like seeing music and going to see you specifically.
2: That's a hard that's a hard that's a hard gap to cross Mm -hmm. because it was years of like I wish people would fucking listen to these songs. (laughs) I I poured my heart into (laughs) them and they're like you know trying to get laid and eating chicken wings and I don't blame them Cause I have definitely been the guy at a bar that like, didn't give a fuck about the guy singing. And I wasn't like, Oh, I wonder what this guy's life story is right now. Mm, You know, let me listen to like what he spent. I totally get it, but it is like, it's soul crushing sometimes. Um, And then to go from that to like, you're down in Virginia, several hours away and people are there to fucking see you. And like, they're wearing the shirts and they're revved up. It's like, that is a gap that I think a lot of people, it's hard to cross. And we're, just on the precipice of moving in that direction and it's fucking crazy dude yeah it's it's like it almost brings you to tears because like i think a lot of people probably give up before that point sure like like we, like we gigged we made a little cash but like you know you, you got can, four you or five you
0: got some people that show up to yeah. all your shows or whatever but for the most part you're paying playing for randos that uh are not even gonna remember yeah. Smilo and the Ghost afterwards. <laughs> I think like, and this is they're gonna remember you now
1: though. <laughs> Every time I hear like musicians come on and and talk about that gap or whatever, like I just think like like Billy Joel, like Piano Man, you know, like that's the most perfect like representation <laughs> of that of going from just like you know the uh, the musician at the local bar to like someone who, yeah gets the attention of people that that's got to be such a cool feeling
2: yeah especially i think when you're it's like a very organic slow burn for for a lot of guys and i see it a lot in like the folk and bluegrass scene like guys that i love like jason isbell you know guys like tyler childers these guys aren't like 20 year old heartthrobs these guys are like late 30s early 40s have been fucking grinding brothers like blew up when they were like you know almost 40 i mean those guys were like living out of a van forever and then now they're working with rick rubin and it's a very different it's a very different genre and path than like somebody who's like a justin bieber who's just like this sexy kid who usher finds on youtube and now you're a mega fucking star when you're 23 like they're two completely different life paths
1: i feel like i feel like folk. But minus some, like, massive exceptions, like like a Bob Dylan. I feel like with folk, with how much, like, heart and soul and and angst that goes into the storytelling behind it, like, you almost have to have some age for it to be believable or for people to get behind it.
2: You got to have that life experience. That makes a lot of sense. Because, like, yeah, you listen to... You guys are familiar with Jason Isbell? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, uh, he's got this song, like, called Elephant. And it's, like he's, you know, I don't know if it's a made up story or a true story, but he's singing about this woman that he's super close to and probably would be lovers with if she wasn't like dying of cancer. And the whole premise is like, they spend time together. They are super close. He's there for her, but she's like dying in this process. And they would probably be lovers if she wasn't dying, but they never address like the elephant in the room. Hmm. And it's, it's, it's a powerful song. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Powerful premise. It, there's no, like, 20-year-old kid writing that song, right? No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, this is, like, fucking, to me, it's, like, the pinnacle of amazing songwriting. Because he's, like, there's a story. The premise is fucking brilliant. And how he conveys it and ties it all together in a song. It's, like, brilliant. And, like, a lot of people might not see that. Or, or know who he is or, but like that to me is like amazing. And going along with what you're saying, Dave, it's like, yeah, like a 20 year old dude is probably not putting that together.
0: No. no, I wouldn't <laughs> think so. And I, and I, think, uh, I think that a twenty-year-old also doesn't have like the mental or emotional stamina to go out and pour their heart out and soul for a bunch of people that aren't listening and don't give a fuck.
2: <laughs> Maybe, but that—that that is. I feel
0: know, like that's man. really hard. That would be really hard for me to like go up on stage and like perform to my maximum ability, like really dumping it out there, jumping around, moving, doing all the things that you guys do while you're on stage when nobody's paying attention
2: yeah it's it it can make you real it can make you bitter and there's been there's been several nights um where like i have gotten bitter and upset and like down on myself and like why am i doing this why am i doing this but it's the same thing with like to me it's the same thing with like recovery like you might have a fucking shit night you might have a shit day but like i'm not gonna stop doing what i'm doing Mm -hmm. and like uh there's a lot of drive there and motivation And I think a lot of people probably get to that point. You know, to speak of this is Nathaniel Ratcliffe. You know how fucking popular that dude is now? Sure. You guys familiar with him? Mm -hmm. There's a documentary uh, called from, I think it's called From Austin to Boston. And it's the banjo player of Mumford and Sons um, and uh, trying to think of this other dude, Ben Howard. Who's a great singer-songwriter, great guitar player, and Nathaniel Rateliff, and this was right before Nathaniel Raycliffe really blew up, blew up, and there's a and it's a documentary about how they traveled from Austin to Boston, and they were touring and making music, and the shows were pretty great and shit. But like this dude, Nathaniel Rateliff, when I saw the documentary, I really didn't know who he was, and most people probably didn't know who he was like five, ten years ago. But this dude just didn't come out of thin air. Like he had been doing like kind of what I'm doing for a long time, and there's a scene in it. Um, and I might, I might misquote or, or might have different details. It's been a while, but he's like in this river and he's got a bottle of whiskey in his hands and he's like waiting and they're all kind of like hanging out at this scenic spot. And he's like in tears and he's like, I fucking like have, you know, I missed my daughter growing up. I fucking spent my life doing this and like, look at me now. I'm like nowhere, you know? And it was like wow, that dude's really fucking upset about this life path he's been on and how it hasn't been working out to what he's wanted. And then, dude, I swear to God, just like within a couple of years, fucking he's gigantic now. Fucking son of a bitch, I need a drink. You know that, dude? Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's just crazy to see that. Everybody has like those, at least
0: I have, those really powerful moments of like existential dread where it's like what the fuck am i doing (laughs) and they're usually never that long actually it's funny because i i started seeing a therapist in like a 10 i I realized i have like these short bursts of like incredible productivity and incredible emotions and incredible existential (laughs) dread or whatever and it's about an hour long and then after that i i have like a cool down period where i just like relax and realize that things are okay and stuff like that but in those like one hour time span sometimes a little bit longer than that of like what the fuck am I doing like my life is not where I wanted to be I'm missing out on these experiences or I'm wasting my time or money or effort or whatever it is um, but they always pass mm-hmm. you know if I can make it through that hour without doing anything drastic and like Really committing to like quitting or stopping or whatever it is that I'm, you know, freaking out about for this hour long period, things generally end up okay. And I think more people need to stop committing to those, those like brief periods of existential dread. I don't know if anybody, if either of you guys have like those times.
1: Oh, I definitely do. And I tend to, um, I've been doing this thing lately where I will. When I start getting that feeling, usually it's during downtime. Like, if I'm busy doing something, if I'm at work, I don't really have time to think about that. So if I start getting that feeling and I can't get my head out of it, I'll, like, throw my phone in the corner of the room and I'll go for a walk, you know, and I'll clear my head. Uh, The most powerful uh, of, like, the cliche sayings I've ever heard that stuck with me is, is this too shall pass, like... You make your good and your your good decisions, your bad decisions, and like life goes on either way because like none of us are the centers of the universe. And I think some of the most like you'll listen to some of the most um, powerful or wealthy or popular or famous or successful people say the same things we're saying right now. Like everybody gets to a point where it's like, what am I doing with my life? Yeah, you know. I think that's a, v- a very common denominator of, of the human experience uh you gotta push through if it's something you believe in and you love and <clears throat> you get enjoyment of for the majority of your life or your time doing it
2: then you just gotta keep doing it yeah i think that's really what it comes down to i think the cool thing too is like y- you're talking about like recognizing patterns in like your mental health and 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 that's an interest another interesting thing about sobriety so, sobriety sobriety <laughs> very, very
1: British yeah, yeah. is <laughs>
2: when you're uh, when you're sober all the fucking time you're like you're like I'm as sober as I'm ever gonna be like I'm fucking sober it's right. been a long time sober as fuck bro but you really pay attention to your patterns and like I I noticed that um, even a couple of years ago like I would have like three or four days where I like was just super depressed and then I'd be fine for a few weeks. And it was like this pattern, but like initially you're in those three or four days and it's like that feeling like represents you like, Oh, this I'm, is forever. I'm, I'm miserable. Like I hate my life. Poor me. Like I, I, I don't know, you know what I'm going to do. And it's like, it was everything. And then you would kind of snap out of it and be fine. And then I, I learned, I learned that like I have those sometimes like these, these patterns, um, and just kind of like, you know what? I'm going to feel like shit for a couple days. I don't know why this is happening, but this this is just something with me, right? And usually, probably in the past, that those would be the times where, like, I would relapse or, like, I would do something crazy or, like, you know, this too shall pass. Like, dude, you know, you, you might not feel amazing today, but, like, it's not the fucking end of the world. Yeah. Cool your jets there, kid. <laughs> cool them <damn> jets.
0: <laughs> That's true. And not committing to those decisions to like those feelings too, I think is really big because like in the past, it's really easy to ride that two, three day long period into two, three long month period. If you just dwell on that shit and keep feeding it to yourself over and over and over again until you're sick and tired and ready to make a change.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, and and, in those moments for me is like moments in the past where I'd probably be super impulsive. Mm hmm. Because, like, you know, how, how dare I feel like this? Right. Like, the audacity not, the world has. Um, it's so gone. dramatic.
1: Smiting me. You know what's funny, too? That, <laughs> <laughs> and this is important as well, and Tony, Tony kind of brought this up talking about, like, the uh, therapist. Anytime that I've ever had those, like, deep kind of, like, negative thoughts, and I actually, like, get a hold of somebody and talk to somebody and get, like, through the thought... Like, what are you, what the hell are you talking about, dude? Yeah. You know, like like you gotta talk to people sometimes because yeah. I know I can be my own worst enemy if I if I don't get that shit out
2: in the open air. Oh yeah, and if you're so like in your mind, you've built up this situation or this issue or this thought, this negative thought, and it's all in your head, right? And then you call somebody that you trust and love, and even as you're saying it, you're like, This is fucking stupid, dude. Right. Like this is bullshit. And they're like, yeah, dude, that's bullshit. And then you're like, you are feel better. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's fucking insane that just kind of sometimes even just getting another person on the phone or in person or whatever and just saying what you've been thinking that's been bugging you out loud. You're like, yeah, that's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> I actually haven't <laughs> done I used to
0: do this all the time, but I haven't done it in a while And you saying that made me think of this, that I used to know when I had, like, a really fucking bad idea or it was going to do something (laughs) really stupid, I'd be like, this is really dumb. I don't want to do it, but I needed, like, that external validation of of another human being like, yeah, Tony, this is a stupid fucking idea, (laughs) and you need to not do what you're thinking about doing right now because it's going to it's going to blow up in your face and you already yeah. know that but i just need to hear it out of another person's voice to like <laughs> yeah. reaffirm it because i i can't trust myself sometimes you know i need that outside perspective to give me a little bit of guidance or a little bit of a push to really you know hammer that yeah. thought home that this is not a good fucking idea or yeah. this is not a good way to live my life
1: yeah or you get the flip side of it where you um or a little reticent or whatever. And people are like pushing you to do it or like kind of what you've been talking about. You know, you go down to Virginia and it's a new kind of territory or whatever. And you see people that are like, you know, the stuff that you're doing is good. We love it. Keep doing it. And it's like the push you need to keep on going in the direction you've been going. Yeah. It's,
2: it's like, you know, I don't know. I don't know how, you know, what God or specific religion I abide by, but there's so many things that have happened in my life, and it's like the universe knew I needed that boost, and it came at the exact right time. And there's also a lot, you know, like if it's – it. I think we all need humbled.
0: Mm-hmm,
2: for sure. For, you know, especially my mind – like, especially when I use drugs, like, you're artificially pumped up, and that ego's fucking huge, and you're obviously overcompensating for, like, how worthless you really feel. But, like, I'm fucking the best. And uh, sometimes, you know, sometimes even clean, like, that mindset takes over, and then you play some shithole, and, like you're, like, you're like, actually, I'm not the best. I'm pretty sure I fucking suck. Mm. And I think you need that from time to time, you know? It makes you appreciate appreciate things, and you don't have such, like, a grandiose opinion of what you're doing at least with music Mm. it's like and and i think when you do get to that place where you got 200 people or whatever that came out to see at a theater and they're all fucking fired up on your shit like you're like at a balanced place because you know at that point you've earned it and you feel good about it but like you ate dog dick for like years (laughs) (laughs) years to get that and you learn to appreciate it yeah, having a little bit of gratitude goes a long way for sure. Yeah, and if things you know, if things would have popped off, it's like it's like these child stars or like people uh, that blow up, like Miley Cyrus, people that blow up at such a young age. Like you, you, tend they tend to be pretty fucked up, and they've been given everything. But like your sense of reality is fucking skewed. So I think there's something to be said about that guy that just goes out and beats the fucking the dusty trail and eats a ton of shit and you know by the time if things start to work out it's like okay i can handle it now i've been on both sides i know reality i know my worth uh i know how to eat shit you know whatever (laughs) (laughs) it's an important skill to be able to shovel to eat a little bit of shit do you think
1: there's a level of of fame that you wouldn't want like uncomfortability like you're talking like playing in front of 200 people it's awesome like what if it got to the point i mean it seems like the dream but like We've got to the point where you're playing in front of like twenty, twenty-five thousand people, where you're like, we got well, PPG Arena yeah, filled, yeah, PPG Arena. <laughs> like, you walk down the street to come in here to do another podcast, and people are like, "Holy fuck, that's Tyler
2: Smilo!" You know? Yeah. It. it it's a so. I don't know. I don't know what that would be like. I don't even know if that would ever be possible. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I don't even know what to say about that. I I I do know that like. Um. This, this this scene like you guys familiar Trampled by Turtles? Mm-hmm. I was talking to somebody recently um, and this guy books bigger shows up in New York area and I said when you guys get trampled by turtles let us know we'd love to open and the guy was like we tried but they're a fucking $125,000 a show now. Cool. And like most people don't even know who Trampled by Turtles are. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like I'd say the majority of people don't know who Trampled by Turtles are but like there is a certain... Part of society, the festi-goers or the folk scene people, they fucking love them. But, like, that blew my fucking mind because it's like, you know, those guys can go to Walmart and not get tackled. You know, nobody's coming up with, like, I got right, you know, crazy. Yeah. You know, you, they're like a level of fame where, like, dude, those guys have 401Ks. Those guys have an accountant. Those guys have a team of people working for them. They're, they're, they're going out for a few months out of the year, and you know, they're completely living off of it. Mm-hmm. When you're making that much money. Sure, yeah. Um, so like there are so many levels, I think, of success. Mm-hmm. But like we've all kind of talked about it. If we could get to a point where we all like have decent homes and like travel around, you know, create our own schedule. And I think that's completely doable. I genuinely do. And there's been times in my life where I, uh, I, I thought it wasn't at all. And I think realistically and humbly, like it is possible. Uh, and I think it's you hopefully within the next like five years but i think a lot of it is like what we've been saying just like not giving up keep showing up you might eat dog dick <laughs> you, <laughs> often that's still oh, a lot of it that there. still <laughs> happens that's <laughs> we still show up places and we're super pumped about it and it might be a great venue and like nobody shows up at all and uh it, you know it doesn't see very well received and you have an off night that shit still happens a lot but you get these like we were talking like that virginia thing that was like wow We're pretty far from home, and these people are really fired up, and and we're talking to them and hanging out with them and, like, making connections. And it's like, you know, I think if we just keep going, like, we're going to meet our goal. But, like, to answer your question, I could never imagine playing for 25,000 people. That would be, like – That's like a big festival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean – I think that's totally doable, dude. I bet
0: you – I'll do a gentleman's bet of $1. Five Five years. Tyler smile well played for at a major festival for twenty five thousand people. That's not even maybe not headlining, but dude, yeah, that's I'm, definitely real. I'm
1: thinking like it wouldn't even have to be a major festival. Like I'm thinking like when I when when I went and saw Dead and Company at uh, Blossom. That was a couple years ago now, but uh, I always look at the attendance afterwards just because I'm a nerd like that, yeah. and it was around like twenty one grand you know so it wouldn't even have to be like a few huge
0: like festival numbers just like a pretty decent yeah. sized outdoor place well i feel like th- with a festival you have a lot more other attractions and not to say that you couldn't i'd say playing a place like blossom solo and filling it up for 25,000 people is a, a where, lot where, where, harder you say? like playing Bl- blossom oh, okay. and yeah, filling yeah. it up solo is a lot harder than playing on uh, you know like middle of the lineup
2: yeah. festival
0: like uh you, summer camp or something like that. Yeah.
2: That I mean, I think I think getting into that realm like like this Washington DC thing is with this band called The Last Revel and they're they're on the up and up. Um I think on I was checking them out on Spotify cuz I wasn't familiar when we got the slot. Um but then like after checking them out I had actually heard a couple songs and these guys got like 12 15 million streams a piece. Like it's a lot more than us. They're on the up and up. Um and to get the show we had to the venue had to like us and then the venue had to tell us like hey we like you we're going to submit you to the Last Revels uh, management company and they're going to check you out and if they approve then you guys can have the show so we had like a, a few days waiting and they checked us out and they thought we'd be a great opener for them so that's that's new for us too like like um yeah like a little audition almost Yeah, just but, based off your stuff that you have out but like support roles for bigger bands mm-hmm. and i feel like once you knock that out and you've done it once or twice, who knows what can come from it, especially if you show up, you're a cool dude, um, super respectful, you're on time, you're pro, and you knock it out of the park. And and especially with, with DC, like having some people in that area, maybe we could, because Arlington and Leesburg, it's not terribly far. So if we show up, we got people there with shirts. Yeah, that's who, awesome. Who knows what could happen, right? So that's new for us too. Um, and I feel like once you've knocked that door down once, it just keeps getting easier. Absolutely. And then you and you know, you team up with the right band and do like a mini tour or something. And I think that's I'm um, hopefully that's next on the horizon for us. But you know, going back to trampled by turtles, <laughs> 125k a show. If you could get to a if we could get to a point where we were making like $10,000 a show. I mean, that's life-changing. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. That's life-changing. I mean, that's having a home. I mean, you're paying people at that point. Like, you got people working your social media. You got people, you know, running the merch table. Maybe you got a driver. You got a vehicle that you're paying for. Trailer. Yeah. Like, that. there's expenses, but like, that's fucking life changing. Um,
0: Especially and, if you're playing, like, I mean, you play 10 shows at $10,000. That's $100,000. I mean, it's going, it's getting split up amongst the yeah, band, but yeah. that's some serious fucking cash. Oh yeah, yeah. And say you did like 100 shows a year at that. Yeah. I mean, everybody's taken
1: care of. That's Mm -hmm. definitely a home in in recovery because you wouldn't have a massive cocaine bill. Right, exactly, yeah.
2: (laughs) And the cool thing about going into this clean and sober, like, I've thought about it a lot. Like, if we get to that point, like, I totally would hire an accountant and I would set up a 401k and a retirement and do all that stuff that, like, maybe if you were coked out of your mind in Aerosmith in the 70s, Like they're spending that money. They probably weren't thinking about that. (laughs) Right. And a lot of those like classic rock dudes ended up broke and fucking homeless at the end um, or the record label owned their shit. So like it's interesting being where we are, you know, where I am mentally and with the recovery and everything. It's like, okay, yeah, I think this is possible. Uh, I want to go about it the right way if it does happen and having goals and and shit set up because, yeah, that would be life changing, especially if you managed it correctly. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Like if you fucking blew it. Yeah, and right. Just for like, we're fucking killing it! Shots for everybody in the bar! Yeah, it just ego takes over. You're trying to hook up with girls and, and do Drive all Drive a new Mercedes. Sh- yeah, yeah, a
1: Lamborghini down the street.
2: Yeah. yeah, but like, keep that Kia Forte and a nice humble home, and I think it'd be possible, man. Definitely. <laughs> Future <laughs> goals, dude. That's a goal, bro. That's a goal.
0: It's going to be amazing. I, I love hearing that, like, these things that we once thought were impossible are, like, within the reality of like
2: the world you know what i mean yeah well yeah it's like no it's you're not a lot of life is like you're not there yet but like for once in your life you can see that like hey it's possible Mm -hmm. and like i just keep following the steps i'm doing it's incredible that's mind blowing right hey i mean (laughs) you see the light at the end of the tunnel
0: and it's like damn i just need to keep walking down this fucking tunnel until i yeah until i get there
2: yeah and some days you know to go. go back to where we were some days are going to suck dog dicks yeah for sure (laughs) but like you know tomorrow's another day and if i don't do anything too crazy and impulsive today then i'll be able to figure it out tomorrow seems like the more well not seems
1: like uh, i've learned from my experience the more you string uh positive intent together and what you're doing positive action you have less of those days that suck dog dick
2: yeah (laughs) exactly positivity too is like it's contagious and especially with like with go specifically like all the the negative stuff that was associated with my using and then inevitable the beefs that we had as individuals a lot of that stuff has dissipated and overall it's a good vibe and everybody's kind of healthy and happy and uh you know with my relationship with my girlfriend it's like we we keep a pretty happy vibe and that that kind of stuff is contagious and um yeah it 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 gives you motivation and a positive spin on things not be so like down in the dumps and being able to see the light at the end of the tunnel like you know what this shit's possible and and I got good people around me. Right. And that, that the old saying of you are who you hang out with is
0: so true. You know, you I hang hate out with them. I hated when my mom used to say that. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, Oh,
2: my friends are cool. I'm like, that's not my pipe mom. That's Tony's. I'm just holding it for <laughs> him. Yeah. That He's guy, bad, he, he, but he, I would never do that. No, I'm, I don't have any horse
1: sweaters, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, but it, it, it is contagious. And, that goes into that saying a lot. You know, you see other people that are succeeding and putting the work in and putting the time in and doing well and making progress and treating other people kindly and with respect and just continuing to, to upgrade that status of, of, of yourself and of your work and the progress is all just uh, you know, it's incredibly motivating. And that's the one thing, well, that's one of the things I really appreciate about it. Having this podcast since we started is just like these incredibly, talented, motivated individuals that wear 5,000 fucking hats to do everything that they're doing. You know, you, you got to manage social media. You got to manage the business. You got to do accounting. You got to, you have to play your fucking music and write songs and take care of a kid and have a girlfriend and all these yeah. things that are like incredibly important, but you people manage to find that balance. And it's, it's, uh, if anything, I hope that this podcast helps people see that, you know, there is opportunity out there, and there is you do have the ability to do, you know, to follow your dreams, and it's a slow progress. But you're not going to get anywhere if you're just sitting around watching Netflix all day or yeah. playing video games or doing whatever. Which all of that is stuff that like is good and healthy and productive in its own way, but that can't be that can't be it. You yeah. know, you got to put on those other hats. Yeah,
2: yeah. I and mean, I spent a lot of my life doing that, like using drugs aimlessly playing guitar all day and watching movies like dude i've seen so many fucking movies
0: i'm a big media consumer still
2: yeah yeah i am too it's been harder lately but yeah and i think a lot of people do that too they, they get off they go to a job they don't really like that much and they go home and they kick their feet up and they watch tv all night and look at their phone and it, i can relate because i've totally been there sure but at the end of the day like fucking life is gonna end and probably sooner than we hope. Mm-hmm. And, like, what are you doing? Like, are you really enjoying your time here? Or are you just... Like, what's the point of having, like, nice house and a nice car if, like, you go to a job that you don't like and and you just come home and lay in bed all night? And I've been that person. But, like, it's... For me, that's that's not ideal. I
1: and, think I think it all just depends what... Like, it comes down to what makes you happy. For yeah. some people, the job is just, like something that they do to support their family so like you know they feel indifferent about it like it just depends on you not being like miserable or feeling stuck every day of
0: your life right and i think that a lot of people lack that passion or that uh you know that one thing that really drives them that one thing that like makes them want to get up in the morning and uh you know, for some people that's family, for other people that's music or performing or what, you know, their art, whatever that may be. Um, but I feel like a lot of people are really missing that piece, that passion, that drive, that motivation, that one thing that kind of consumes them and gives them the, uh, the reason to keep progressing and to keep working and to keep going towards, you know, the light at the end of that tunnel. And, uh, I think that society hasn't done us very many favors in helping us grow and foster (laughs) that specific passion because everything's like, oh, I I can only imagine how many times you've heard, and maybe I'm I'm completely wrong, but people were like, you're never going to be a folk punk star. (laughs) Folk punk star. Or maybe – Or a musician or a (laughs) singer-songwriter or whatever. You're never going to make any money doing that stuff. That's one. How are you going to make money doing this? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. It'll fuck
2: the money that'll come. And going back to what Dave said too, um, you know, yeah, it is all about what makes people happy. You know, and people have different personality types, and for, um, and yeah, not to shit on people that just kind of go to work and, because for a lot of people, family, yeah, you know, having you know a, know what I mean? having a place to live and going to the beach in the summer and having vacations and having the kids, like that is. Amazing for all them, and and being a fam and being part of a
0: family is incredibly rewarding and fulfilling in in so many ways. Yeah, I, and I was speaking
2: a little bit more towards the people that kind of lived in fear, like like I've lived for so long, and like they feel like their voice isn't being heard, and they kind of are in this perpetual routine, routine that they don't want to really be in. Right, and uh, I think that's what's so cool about social media and and well the internet. And stuff now as it progresses is like so many more people are able to have creative outlets that they might not have had before. Yeah, the barrier to entry is much lower. Y- you got to think, dude. Self employment has got to be record. I mean, mm. unbelievable record highs. Oh sure. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, opportunities that like not a, you know people didn't have even 15 years ago. And I think that <clears throat> small
0: business ownership and people seeing. You know, it's just such a resource to be able to reach out to people for, like, any small business owner, whether you're selling, you know, whatever it is, crafts you make, your art, your music, whatever. You have an outlet to be able to reach, um, you know, hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands of people if you're good enough at it. It's a good good time to be an
2: artist.
1: I think that people are more willing to help each other because of... um, Technology too, because you learn so much just through like messaging people or like free crowdsourcing of inter- information on places like YouTube. Whereas in the past, like to really get ahead, like you'd you know, you'd have to you know pay for a consult a consultant because you don't know these people. Oh, you can't
0: reach out to them. You can't talk to them. Like yeah. I can just send a fucking text on Messenger to anybody on Facebook. You know?
2: Yeah, and Hopefully. like even just like that crowdfunding thing. I mean, through technology, we were able to raised far beyond what we could before and very, very quickly and literally turned into real dollars. And then, you know, within two weeks we were at that studio recording. It's like, that's a fucking crazy time to be alive. It, it, it's really, that was like a beyond blessing. Like being able to go and do that and have it like fan funded is fucking nuts.
1: You yeah. would have, like 20 years ago, you would have had to have gone door to door like Jehovah's
2: Witness <laughs> yeah. with a smile on the Go CD. <laughs> or, or, or Or maybe been like one out of a hundred thousand and signed up with a label that paid for you to do that. But then you fucking owed, owed them an interest and they owned your ass. Right. You know? So it is, it's interesting. Like I love that independent thing that we're doing. Like we were, when I first showed up, we were talking about Squarespace and the website and stuff like, like able to have a website that I run, you know, it's kind of bare bones, but able to sell tickets to shows. And you know, there's not 35 people with their hands in on that pot. Right. It's going you know covering the venue fees and, and and paying the bands to play and it's like super like direct to consumer or direct to your people yeah there's no middleman yeah yeah it's cool
0: who needs a middleman you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. right bring it straight to the people and the technology is there to to be able to do it straight to the people because we love the people that's what this is all about <laughs> yeah this is cool man
2: this yeah it's been super cool and rewarding
0: yeah it has been and i'm super glad you came down here and uh, we got to do this right after you guys got out of the studio. Thank you for letting me come down to the studio. We got a bunch of pictures for all yeah. these people, some really cool stuff for everybody. Um, how do, how, what's going on in you? What do you want to plug real quick before we wrap this
2: up? Uh, so um, so the, the, all the tour dates, the most precise listing is like the smileandtheghost.com. Trying to get more people to the uh, website, but also smiling the ghost on Instagram. Uh, we just actually started a TikTok, which I've been—you've been pumping out <laughs> st- content, dude. I've been really
0: resisting it for so long. Um, I keep it, sending you dank memes, and you never respond to
2: any I, of I them. Don't, I, I barely ever. <laughs> yeah, I saw that yesterday. I was like, Tony sent me like sixty-five videos. And I gotta, yeah, I gotta, they're fired, dude. You're gonna love I, that shit. I gotta catch up on them.
0: Um, <laughs>
1: just just put lol yeah just at the last one
0: (laughs) right that's all i want
2: just a little bit of validation but that you appreciate me and what i'm doing for you (laughs) i'm going to look i swear to god Um, but it's smile on the ghost on everything so the website smile on the ghost tiktok instagram spotify facebook and spotify is huge too we haven't pushed youtube or spotify nearly as much as like you know, Facebook, for example. Uh, So we're trying to get those monthly listeners up because that's important too. Like a lot of like trying to get on like a festival or something, they're like, well, how many monthly listeners do they have? And, you know, meanwhile, we haven't pushed it very hard. Mm -hmm. So if you're listening and uh, you're interested in what we do, check us out on Spotify. That's right. Tune in.
0: To Spotify. Listen to us on Spotify, too, while you're at yeah. it. Yeah, make Check it a out. double feature. Yeah. yeah. Smash that like and subscribe. Smash the like, <laughs> smash the subscribes, <laughs> share it. If you're feeling froggy, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, anybody that likes us and wants to keep supporting us, um, we have a Patreon now. I'm doing a Primitive Weekend coming up here, end of June. It's going to be ridiculous. What I'm, is
2: a Primitive? I've, I saw your post about so it. What is it?
0: The Primitive Weekend is going to be me, Um Hand tools, I'm bringing an axe, a knife, uh, rope, matches, a tarp, hammock, sleeping bag. A survivor. No food, no water for three days and two nights. Really? Yeah. Just you, just me, and
2: this is like uh, like you're gonna take you're gonna like film a lot of the shit.
0: I'm gonna bring my camera with me. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be I'm gonna build a structure out <laughs> of the tarp and the rope and light a fire. Dave's face right
2: now, he's like, I don't fucking know.
0: I this. have one book that I'm gonna bring. There's a straw poll out there that people can vote and help me decide what book I want to bring. But mostly, it's just gonna be me and Spirit uh, going for uh, you know a vision quest. Wow. If we, if we
1: get some more patreon members i'm gonna do something too but That's i'm not right. i'm not gonna do that <laughs> yeah
0: if we get if we get up to 10 dave has to do the next challenge
2: yeah so just real quick yeah is the plan to fast the entire yeah, time no or food is the, no water i thought the plan was like you'd go out what i was initially thinking from just now was that you would go out there with no food and water but you would live off the land for three Scra- days. scavenge
0: some uh, I mean, I could do that. I have the skills and ability to be able to do that. But going into it as a fast, scenario. but I'm going in as a fast. It, well, that kind of simplifies it, right? Uh, I mean, I guess so. I mean, I well, feel like finding food and water is its own like particular challenge. But like yeah. not having any and not looking for any. um really brings like a uh, a more spiritual a more yeah. ascetic um like practice to it you know what i mean no food and no water for 3 days is like a serious task a lot of people have already messaged me and like dude you got to bring water with you you're going to fucking die out there i coming. promise i'm not going to die i see i i've been watching people go like 4 days on humbleches and sun dances with no food and no water and they're like out dancing in the fucking sun if he dies we're still going to keep the show going
1: Okay. So don't worry. Yeah, I'll be okay. And he won't so Linda,
0: die, though. Celinda so or Dave or somebody's going to come check up on me periodically. I will bring my cell phone just in case of emergencies, but I'm not going to use it at all. It's mostly just going to be me praying and uh, meditating and uh, hoping for some some visions from three <clears> days with no food and no water. Maybe some uh, some uh, maybe God will talk to me. Maybe I'll see him.
2: Are you going to do a uh, like
0: like public land or? Um, I have a couple places that are friends and family members that I've uh, that I'm considering, but I haven't really picked one place. I'm not going on public land. I'm not going to go to, to Prescott and fucking hobo it up down there. <laughs> I'm going to go to some one of my friends' backyards, hopefully. Yeah, like I'm actually going to the corner of 10th and State. I hear it's popping. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm I'm going to go out to some private
2: property and just spend three days out in the woods. You know what would be super interesting is. Uh, this this I saw this guy on Rogan not that long ago. He does, like, uh, the Silver Underbelly. You know yeah. what I'm talking about? Oh, Soft White Underbelly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought about, like, like, imagine, like, what you're doing for something else. But, like, you went to State Street. Like, local. Like, you went to State Street and you were going to, like, live the weekend. Hobo style? Hobo style. But just kind of, like... Integrate with like the society that's happening down there because there's a fucking society. Oh, yeah, like the Perry Square has its own like hierarchy and pecking <laughs> order for sure. Yeah, but like who's like who's got their ears
0: to the streets? Who's down there, like you know, fucking in there with the people?
2: Yeah, like that would be interesting. Maybe that's something Dave could do. Maybe that could be Dave's challenge. Dave's the, like, like a boat to Perry Square. <laughs> You're allowed to get bobo tea. Yeah, if you get. You can eat and drink, but it has. We'll give to be. you like
0: a budget of twenty dollars, that no. you have to trade and barter with and try to get his. But the the cool. Try to upgrade your your status or, down there, or he can
2: panhandle. Yeah, and the sky's the limit, right? Like he mm. could go to Oliver's for a twenty-two ounce ribeye, but he has to collect the money from people <laughs> on the street. <laughs> that could be something. Dave's got
1: to
0: figure it out. Would That's you a good do idea. It? I would do it. I'd I'd be. With oh, daughter. Dave, don't say this on the, on the podcast, dude. You're, this is going to be your challenge. Yeah. We check on, I'll I come sh- check up on you, man. I'm going to have to think about it. Yeah. I wasn't really expecting to do this primitive weekend. I never thought we'd get <laughs> Patreon people, but uh, it happened like the same weekend that I said it. So
1: I, I'm not going to agree <laughs> to this one right off the top because you, I've seen the magic you work online and i feel like with you pushing <laughs> yeah, this right i will be down on yeah. state street <laughs> or in perry square doing oh, this man. so i'll have to think about
0: it yeah if we want to see dave do something cool uh patreon everything at once studio patreon.com slash everything at once studios the links are down below yeah but soft white underbelly is cool that guy is He's super cool you've seen those videos mm-hmm. oh, they're like fuck he he, he, he was, interviews the people down on like skid row yeah that I've done, like, crazy fucking shit.
2: Yeah. And it humanizes them. And you see past, like, you see, like, oh, this person is obviously, you know, was a child. And they have a story. And it's super fucking interesting. And I love that kind of thing. Yeah. And, like, eerie, you know, I thought about it in sense of, like, local. It's like somebody could totally be doing that locally. And it would be highly interesting. It would be. Like, you know. Because I'm always seeing guys down on State Street, like, they're, like, yelling into traffic.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, oh, and
2: i'm like dude who is that story who is that guy where did how you come did he from? get here like what does he have to say right and not to exploit these people mm-hmm. but just kind of like hey buddy do you want to talk for a little bit and i and i feel weird because it maybe it would be exploited exploited them in a, in a while for inter, or in a
0: in a way for entertainment well purposes. yeah i mean but, if we're if we're using it for entertainment purposes but hopefully we could uh, use it for a positive thing to help yeah, and you end up getting a meal or humanize you know, the population yeah. you know that way people aren't just like avoid eye contact with that guy He looks like he's having a hard time yeah, down here man, that's just interesting it is so that dude's doing really cool stuff yeah i like his show yeah. maybe maybe an idea for the future yeah well absolutely. tyler this has been great we love you man love we love you all you people out there you guys are the best peace later y'all